0: Hey cuties, this is Brittany Free and welcome back to the afternoon squeeze. I have with me
1: Nate Jackson. What up, beautiful people?
0: Uh, and I just want to give a quick shout out to everybody who tuned in for our first episode. And thank you so, so much for everyone who shared um, the poster and the link. I uh, really appreciate all the love and support.
1: That's what's up, man. It matters. In real life.
0: Well, let's just jump into our first topic. I wanted to uh, bring up, there was a little snippet out there about Cardi B out in Miami at Club 11. I believe she was attending a Playboy party for Bad Bunny and experienced a, an issue with the, the front security not letting any specific women in there were a group of black women who claimed to not being let in and only white women let in and I've kind of heard this before more so like in a colorism sense there was a story about there only being like dark women not being let in and light-skinned women but never before and I'm sure this happens um have you had an experience with Seeing there being discrimination of specific types of people, let in. Does this happen with men?
1: Yeah, I've seen this happen in Hollywood. I saw uh, there was a club that we all started messing with because that's what they were doing. And even it, this is dark skin versus light skin, but it's a little more, a little bit more prevalent when you see clubs where it's like all the black, all the black people, no matter what shade, are outside, and white people are just walking right by. Right. But I've seen it.
0: And what's like kind of frustrating is that there is a description on Club 11's website that claims to be immersive, uh, s- luxury and sophistication, one of a kind of experience. And all of their live performances are mostly black acts from Big Sean to Usher, Drake, Nicki Minaj. And if they're not letting black people in, it's like, w- what the hell? Are you saying that a black audience is not sophisticated enough?
1: That's what they're saying. They're saying the black audience is dangerous. They're saying the black audience is a liability, but we love black talent. So come on in here and sing those songs for us. That's a that's a uh, that's a that's a tale old as time.
0: I personally, I know that going out in both L.A. and Vegas, there was more so of a, a type that they would let in. So my friend knew a promoter and would have to kind of give her friends a pep talk. Um, they, they might not let us in. We have a dude with us. Or they even told her before, hey, everybody can come in, but your friend can't. And they pointed out the girl that was with them that was a little bit heavier. And I mean, she wasn't, even so, like, who cares? If she got money to spend, then let her in. But um, it, it, that's just frustrating.
1: I mean, they just want the club to be full of what their definition of beautiful is, men or women, so mostly women, and then whatever they think is beautiful on a, on a woman. But what I've found is that um, uh, it's, it's a cold piece. because in L.A., we would know what it is. Like, if it was more than one dude, two, let's say it was two or three of the homies going out, we would have to get seven or eight chicks. Let's roll.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the girls know. They put on the good stuff. They put on the they put on their uh, they put on their compound and go a couple shades lighter or whatever, or show a little more skin, and they're happy to come to the club and drink for free, get in for free, dance for free, and do everything for free. So they play it up. You're light skinned You haven't seen this happen.
0: Only those couple times where I went out in L.A. and I was with my friends in Vegas. Um, Cause out here it doesn't matter. Even when my friend from L.A. came out with us, and she's like. But I have six girls with me. They're like, so? Seattle don't care. <laughs> you're not getting in. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, skinny, big. But I, I, it's interesting. I guess the different areas play more on those beauty standards.
1: Right. But have you been like, yo, if you're not letting my girl in, I'm not coming? Or have you just been like,
0: oh, light skin time? No. I'm usually the darker friend.
1: You're the dark friend.
0: Yeah, growing up, I always thought I was dark skinned because all my friends were lighter than me.
1: That's because your people that you kick it with a bunch of white people, and Mexicans. You are burnt sienna at best.
0: Well, I didn't know that until I was a grown ass adult. I was like, oh shit, I'm light skinned
1: You know how you make coffee and then you add creamer to it and then you get you stirring stir it and you're like, that that's the right color to look like it tastes good. That's what Britney walks in looking <laughs> like. <laughs> Perfect little mix of uh, coffee and cream.
0: I do like to match my coffee to me.
1: Nobody's ever stopped you at no club. No. Ever. You right. See? So, that's very interesting. So, check it out, man. There's another story where I saw uh, social media had debated little boys playing with kitchen sets. And that's a very interesting story. Now, between the two of us, um, gender norms, and it's a learning thing for me i'm gonna be honest with you now i'm not castigating people or uh or not messing with people or uh being prejudiced in 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 what i think is any way and i'm open to learning and to new experience and people telling me what's what Brittany has a whole nother experience so when things come across tv and i'm like oh that's interesting she's the one that's like well why is it interesting well why well why does that feel a way to you so this story, I'm interested to see how you feel about this. I'm pretty sure you picked this topic for a reason.
0: It's, I think <laughs> it's very frustrating because uh, there is a photo of a little boy playing with a kitchen set that's normally bought for little girls. And I, is that where we are starting to structure gender norms and, and instill that in children at such a young age by telling them, growing up this is your role this is what you're supposed to do because I think maybe that's where we need to stop letting our children know like just do whatever makes you happy there and there was obviously two sides people saying let the boys play with what they want to play with and the other side is like no they need to play with Legos and cars and Hot Wheels and stuff like that and somehow this debate turned into From the very ignorant side, that this is gonna turn little boys gay. Which, what the hell? How does a toy make a little boy gay?
1: What did the toy look like?
0: It was just. uh, It looks like a a toy kitchen. Okay. So there's like a stove. What's the the
1: color scheme?
0: uh, I I don't think there's very one specific one because there's a few slides that people sharing like. Well, my son plays with one. My son plays with one. Why does it matter? When you go to a restaurant and you can see the kitchen. There's generally 98% men back there. Mm-hmm. So, why does it matter if they're playing with the kitchen set when they're young if they're going to grow most of the chefs, you, they come out and talk to you at your table, you've been to the fancy restaurants, is there a a woman chef that usually comes out?
1: No, culinary chefs is is highly dominated in a, a masculine field. But I will say kitchens at home aren't dominated by mostly men the same way.
0: Why is that?
1: It's just a social construct. Now, do you want to be real about what's going on, or do you want to talk about what you want to have be going on? Well,
0: what is what is it? Women
1: women are in the kitchen more times than men are. And that's, I don't know why it is that way, but is it is Is it because that
0: way. of this mindset that we are creating at a young age for little children that girls are only supposed to play with dolls and kitchen sets and boys can be out in the dirt?
1: Well, I'm pretty sure that the uh, young human mind as it's developing and and learning and firing off synapses and doing, uh, you know, and and, and doing epistemology and, you know, learning from experience that what you let your child experience can, I mean, we are the sum of our experiences. So I think you can definitely, uh, you can, you can even guide your child in a way, or you can, you can highlight certain skill sets that they have, or you can. You can lean another way if you don't like what they're like. You have, you're, it's a developing person. They're learning everything from you. I've seen parents try to make their kids left-handed just by handing everything that way or trying to make them ambidextrous by handing them things both ways or having your 7-year-old start to lift heavy stuff around the house so their muscles develop early and you have a swollen ass 13 13-year-old walking around. I've seen people work on footwork with their young kids. So by the time they're in middle school, they're actually the best running back on the football field. Why? Because they've been working on it. So I think that that's what people are talking about when they're saying, like, you know, what experiences are your kids having and how can it lead to? No, it's not the determining factor. It's not like your baby picked up a a fake pot in a pan and now he's a fan of same-sex anal. Like, that's not how that works. But I think it is – the culmination of a lot of different things.
0: I just feel like cooking is a basic life skill. Why is this something people are debating is going to make their son feminine? And if he wants to be feminine, let him be. Why do we feel like we have to mold them into an ideal where we can just give them basic skills, basic morals of being a good person and let them be who they want to be? Men should know how to cook and clean when they get out there in the world on their own. That's not a woman's job.
1: Okay. So you think the toy set is is making – you think – people are saying the toy set is making kids gay. And you, you're saying you can't make a kid gay. It is what it is. Exactly. Interesting.
0: For example, my mom, uh, she always knew. In high school – she had crush on girls. She always knew what that she was gay.
1: Oh, your mom's gay.
0: So my mom was gay, and um, she she had that mom that was very strict and like you're going to hell if if you're gay, um, like it just any hint of it she she'd be in trouble. So she tried to live the lifestyle that um, she thought was right, and she grew up being told was correct, and I mean, obviously, she got married, she had me and my brother, she's, she was with men, and then, I mean, I was 18 when my mom came out to me, and Did my brother. Did you know
1: before 18?
0: Um, No, I didn't know.
1: So how come everybody else knew but you?
0: No, she- Well, you
1: said her mom knew.
0: Well, I mean- when she was in high school, like, there, there, something happened where she was like, oh, hell no.
1: She tried to give her some toys to play with, and your mom was like, I ain't playing with no kitchen toys. Give me a football.
0: <laughs> Not exactly. Like, there was a situation where she was caught with another girl, and she's like, nope, y'all can't be friends no more. This shit ain't happening. Hey,
1: mama got caught getting sick. Go okay. ahead, mama, go ahead. Turn up <laughs> one
0: time, mama. So, and, but you know, she was a grown ass woman by the time she was able to be who she wanted to be. That's, you, you live your whole life not being able to be who you want to be because at a young age, you're being taught that that's not okay. That's fucked up.
1: Let's keep it real, man. Most people are living their life not being what they want to be. If you went through, uh, Thousand adults and ask them, what did you want to be when you were a kid, when you grow up? What they say and what they are is going to generally be two different things. Like a dreamer is a dreamer for a reason. And there's other people who jump on that path and pursue it headlong. Whether that's occupation, whether that's religion, whether that's uh, any, any, any part that defines you. A lot of people aren't living that life. A lot of people are going, look, I'm living the life I have to live to survive. Based on the society that I'm in, right? Like, if your mom was Amazonian, then this wouldn't even be a conversation because it would be only women on the island, right?
0: I don't know about Amazonian culture.
1: Okay, well, just know it's a culture (laughs) full of women. It's like the one. It's like it's where Wonder Woman is from, basically, right? It's based on uh, the concept that there was this place with only women, where only women were the. There was no men there at all, and. That's where like superheroes and stuff are coming from. Now, that's where they exaggerated and Marvel, uh, uh, excuse me, DC took it to that length. But the concept that this is a place or, you know, there's villages where uh, the women are the dominant structure. I was just watching the intro to Harlem and they start the whole thing off talking about this culture where the women do. It's
0: like an Asian culture, I believe it was.
1: Okay. So then if that's their normal, then, then anything else, then what the lifestyle that some people live here would not even be considered abnormal there.
0: But here is where we are.
1: I'm just saying. You see white boys wearing do-rags here, and we're like, come on, bro. <laughs> but if you go to Memphis and see a white boy in a do-rag, you're like, it's all he knows. It's just, it depends oh, on Wall. what. Paul Wall. Okay, Paul Wall, mouthful of golds. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was, somebody was literally just at the club talking about their three top men crushes, and Paul Wall was listed. What the hell? I'm like, Paul Wall.
0: 2007? What oh, the heck?
1: Yeah, your boy was in there, too.
0: Of, he's in everybody's, duh. No,
1: he's not. He's not in everybody's.
0: Okay, I'd like to know how many. It, it's a small percentage of women that's not going to have Michael B. Jordan in their top three, top five.
1: I think we should do a poll, right? So all eight listeners. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I know all of them, and he's in there.
1: Okay, well, <laughs> let's just see, right? Let's just see. Is Michael B. Jordan... Your hall pass. Is Michael B. Jordan in your top three? dude. And you get to pick anybody dead or alive, any age group. So if you're 21 and you think Denzel is the bee's knees, you can have that for this. You're not going to be looked at weird. I want to know your top three. Is Michael B. Jordan in there? Is Paul Wall in there for you? Because we all were like, what?
0: Who's the Paul Wall of today?
1: Paul Wall is the Paul Wall of today. He's not dead.
0: I mean, he had his time where he was popping. He's still popping. I don't know if there's anyone that's like equivalent. G-Easy?
1: What are you looking for? Like a swagged out white dude?
0: Paul Wall is Paul Wall, man.
1: He's still here, alive, still making music, still getting it in. Paul Wall. That's why she picked him. Like, he ain't went nowhere. (laughs) I just love me some Paul Wall. I said, get out of here. So. So random. Who is your person? Well, and, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just saying, like, I, the story, it's a loaded topic because as a man who wants boys with a preference for them to be hetero so that they're like me so I can relate as closely to my son as possible. I know how I was raised and other men around me were raised, we didn't have a lot of, kitchenette toys and things like that like i got toy guns toy knives and told to take my ass outside i don't know if that had anything to do with structuring my sexual orientation it most likely is completely unrelated
0: yeah let's talk about your mama she grew up she told me she they wanted her in the house playing with dolls and being girly but she was out with the boys in the dirt shooting marbles beating everybody's ass like and here she is a mother of three and a grandmother this and nigga just called
1: my mama gay just playing
0: i was like how the <laughs> hell did you connect open? that because <laughs> i'm literally trying to the equations are up. like passing by me right now like what the fuck how did we get there but like okay so she didn't play with your uh gender norm specific toys and that didn't shape her
1: uh well it depends she has a lot of different experiences like i've heard her talk about how she used to shoot marbles and she was the best in the entire community now i say that and as a listener you'd be like oh okay marbles but you have to understand in mobile alabama like marbles was the thing like this was a bigger thing than pogs ever was this was a bigger thing than pokemon cards or Yu Gi Oh or whatever kids are into now this was like the Game Boy of the day. Like every single kid had marbles. You would, you would save up to go buy dense marbles because the concept is there's a circle and you drop your marbles in and then you shoot each other's marbles out by shooting them with your thumb. My mom shot so many marbles that her thumb still has like a bump on it just from shooting that many marbles. That's one experience, right? Now, she was so good at shooting marbles that she beat all the girls, and the only people who had competition for her were the boys. But she also had stories where all the kids would get these metal skates, and they would, they would all go skating at a certain time, right, before.
0: Metal skates? Yeah,
1: metal skates. So the, the wheels were metal, right? And these are the type of thing where you put your shoe in and strap it on. You strap okay. your shoe into the skate.
0: I'm picturing that part. The wheels are metal.
1: The wheels are metal, and they're, like they're designed a can of no, nah, like like a thick metal. Like it was. It, this is this is old school stuff now. My it mom ain't like no it. spring chicken. <laughs> so they get the metal wheels, and the reason why is because they're as loud as possible on concrete. So now imagine 75 kids coming down the street with metal wheels on, and that's what they would do. And the girls would lead the way, wearing dresses and and doing all the the. The, the little moves and spinning and twirling and all that. She was also at the lead of that too. When no marbles in her pocket, then it was just part of her development. And then there was there was some early childhood stuff in my family where my mom ended up having to act like a full on mother by the age of like thirteen and raise her own little brother. So when we talk about constructs and what's what's asked of a of a of a person, that may have something to do with how my mom is and why she is the way she is to this day as how she's so nurturing and how my uncle is like always in competition with me. Like he's like, she's his mom.
0: I think though it's but, kind but, of unfair for, for girls. Cause that's always going to be a responsibility placed on women because we're supposed to have this natural knack for nurturing. If it were flipped the other way, I doubt that responsibility would be left on a boy.
1: Yeah. But there's, so here, here's another level of this, right? Like, Physiologically, or even if that's not the right word, physically, the female gender is virtually required to be closer to the home at least once a month. Y'all can't just go live out in the forest on, just with no timeline on it. Like, you got to get back to the house a little bit for the sake of hygiene. Men just be nasty. We just be running around ooga booga tarzan swinging from trees ladies be like i need i need my time i need to i need to primp i need to love myself i need to give myself all the joy i can stand i need to pamper myself and there's a there's a certain level of femininity to that
0: being clean is not feminine being clean is just i feel like another life skill it's okay to be clean and wash your ass every day and moisturize. That's not I, being feminine. I'm not
1: saying the opposite of that. I'm not sitting here going dirty people are straight and clean people are gay. I'm not saying but that.
0: But it's also not a gender thing. They're...
1: But have you seen a dirty gay person? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Y'all got to see her face. Now, I don't know if she's just processing or what. I'm but just that thing catalog- went blank. <laughs> categorizing, like <laughs> Dang, cataloging all I? the...
0: Gay people that I know. Man, but
1: gay people have their shit together. Their house be clean, their outfits be clean, they be smelling good. That's why
0: we want to be their friends. We don't want to be friends with no musty, ashy man. And I, I'm saying it like that because those, be the, you growl? Cause, cause those are the men that be ashy and musty. Hey, man,
1: don't be growling like that in my kitchen. Okay. You talk soft in here.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take I'm your saying, shoes off. <laughs> I just feel like we place too many... Uh, boundaries on uh, specific things that don't have to be gender specific. The next thing I want to talk about, we actually talked about them before. There's a petition by the public calling for Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith to not be interviewed anymore. And it actually, at this point, has over 18,000 signatures. So the petition is saying, that they are providing too many intimate details concerning their sex life and marital problems and the people are tired of it they don't want to hear anymore and i believe i remember will smith actually talking about it took him so long to get an instagram page because
1: real quick i just want to apologize for whatever that sound is that keeps on popping up that little staticky sound we'll get that fixed so just just bear with us podcast number two might have a little bit of sounds Every now and then, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, Go ahead. It's not not your phone. It's not your headphones. It's not your AirPods. It's it's our recording device. Something's going on.
0: So uh, when Will Smith first came out with his Instagram, he was talking about it. it took him a long time to come around to it because he came from the era where celebrities are supposed to be unattainable. You're not supposed to be able to reach them, talk to them, have any access to them. And that was like the whole thing about being a celebrity. Um, And here he is like spilling all the tea from their red table talks to his memoir. Um, (laughs) And they have been given some juice, but what, what do, what do, what do we, what do we expect? People always want to know all the details and have opinions on other people's lives, especially celebrities. Where do you think is an appropriate line to draw as far as providing just enough of yourself as a uh, blue check Instagram account. Well,
1: I think if you are a single person that uh, (laughs) giving us an idea of your sex life is okay. Like, we don't want to know you're uh, smashing everybody.
0: When you say a single person, you mean like not married or just like an individual?
1: I'm talking about not married. Okay. Single by definition. But when you're married, I think that you need to apply some of the rules of discretion and even secrecy to the situation. I think that the people are getting what the people asked for. I wonder where these 18,000 petition signers were or how they felt when... Everyone was like, yo, Will, you don't you're not on social media enough and you're the biggest movie star in the world, but you like we don't know anything about you. Tell mm-hmm. us more about you. Where were they then? And are any of them in the same group that was like, Yeah, man, you should get on here. And now they're like, <laughs> yeah. yo, man, my bad. This is a lot. I know we can get all this. Like of course people got shit going on. This is the biggest movie star in the world. We find out he's having so much sex he can't bust a nut without gagging. Like, it kind of goes with being the biggest movie star in the world. If he doesn't have sexual self-control to say, no, nah, I'm cool. But he's in an open relationship. His wife is in well, love. Was that
0: confirmed? Her,
1: their relationship has been open. And it's been, I've, I've heard whispers of of major swinging. And then look at what's how, We can see what's been divulged at the red table to know that Jada's been entangled.
0: I think in the court of law, that would be considered hearsay.
1: I think it's not hearsay when Jada's at the red table admitting herself that she has never stopped loving Tupac. And that she has been entangled to the fullest with August Alcina.
0: Which they both said that they were on a break or separated at the time of but not that divorced. relationship. Okay.
1: They were still married. That's infidelity. You either figure out y'all stuff or y'all go ahead and split. Is it?
0: If there's an agreement like I'm doing me, you can do you.
1: That is an open relationship. That's not hearsay.
0: I when I think of open relationship, I, I would think that you guys are still together and have the understanding that you can like not separate it taking time from each other to figure out what you need and working on things. What are you saying? I feel like the definition of open relationship and separated are not the same.
1: They aren't the same. Their relationship been open.
0: So that's what I'm saying. When they were, they were separated when she was messing with August and you're saying that's an open relationship. It was
1: open in the first place.
0: I I just don't feel comfortable saying that if they haven't said that because they have denied saying that there's an open relationship.
1: Their relationship has been open. Separation happens when, the See, what makes an open relationship work is communication. They got to communicate. Even Kanye in his open relationship said, don't ever smash nobody without telling me. Like, that's... The concept, like don't smash nobody close to me, don't smash nobody I know, don't bring that shit home, don't do none of that, and you can do whatever you do. You're going to do it anyway, so what am I, to, you know what I'm saying? We got something we're building here, we're putting our our interests, our time, our money, our love, we're raising a family over here. If you got a little freak monster in you, you need to go satisfy, and I can't do it, go knock that back. That's how you get in an open relationship. Separated is where it's like, yo, how you going to smash Jazzy Jeff? Now that's hearsay. Okay. Now I'm giving you a hypothetical. But that's where he would be like, yo, I said it could be open. Get your freak on. But what is this? August Alcina? Like, why are people saying his name in the same sentences as me? I am the biggest movie star in the world. And they're talking about a guy with two songs because you went and laid up with him. Got entangled.
0: Is we're not getting along right now. Is divorce on the table? Let's take some time to think about it before we go through with it.
1: Is that the best time to go lay
0: up with someone? Well, perhaps that was their understanding. is Do we need to seek relationships outside of us? Is that where we're at? I, I don't know. But I just, I don't understand why people are so pressed about. That's what a memoir is. Giving you all the fucking details, all the juice. Nobody was giving, uh, what was uh, Karen Steffens? Superhead. Nobody was giving her any grief about. Hers, in fact, we asked for more when she was giving all of the juice about she everybody in the industry. Oh, so this is where it's coming from. It's because it's an, a marriage. That's why I said if you're
1: single, it's okay to, to do, you can do that. But when you, there, there's a sanctity to marriage. There's a privacy to marriage. There's an expectation that you're not going to air your partner out in a memoir when they're your, your significant other. Corinne Steffens is superhead. Goes by the name gladly and happily broke Mr. Marcus down on video after two minutes. He's like, are we making a video here? Well, goddamn, got now? You're hitting a home run with your mouth, baby. Slow down. We got it. We got to, for content. I need you to chill. You can't hit me with your haymaker. That's Corinne Stephens. I mean, chapter, by chapter three, you're looking at five different celebrities that everyone rocks with. You're like, oh damn him too. Oh damn him too. Oh whoa, I didn't expect him too.
0: Right, like, people ate that shit up. Gobbled like, it. Please give us another one. I know you got some more details. you Yeah, left because out.
1: it would be people you wouldn't expect. At but all. you wouldn't
0: expect this from no, a married you couple.
1: Would ex- oh, not from any married couple. True, but from two movie stars, and the man is the biggest movie star in the world. There's some stuff of expectations there. Now, when they start talking, when he starts talking about um, his mother. That's stuff that I wouldn't expect. I wouldn't expect that somebody who seemed, apparently came out so dope and, and doing that well in the game and the industry and, 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 and based on all the interviews and how motivational he is, started off like with so much uh, turbulence in his childhood from his own rearing. I wouldn't have expected that, thusly it being in Chapter 1. I would expect movie stars to smash people not while married, but that's why people are like, yo, put this stuff back, put, put, please pull the, pull, the, pull the veil back over this. This is too much.
0: And so I think what you're saying is people lose sight in the fact that celebrities are humans too. They're just as complicated as everybody else. And, and sometimes,
1: sometimes more simple than everybody else. Sometimes they're just a face. And they're just going with whatever is put right in front of them. And then Hollywood plays on that. Because whatever they are attracted to is going to offer you more of whatever your vice is. Right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're into women and I own a network and I'm trying to get you on my network because your face being in my projects means millions of dollars to me, then I'm going to surround you with what makes you the happiest, whether it's good for you or bad for you.
0: Mm -hmm, Right.
1: And that's why people got to have someone around them. What Will needs is a no man because you don't even drop a memoir like that with these things in it. You don't, you don't go on red table and divulge what you've divulged. Your wife doesn't go on and divulge what she's divulged without everyone being like, yes, yes, share more, more, more. And then how do they know where the line is? Because, The average person, you could share something on this podcast and then in 20 minutes be like, ah, I shouldn't have said that. And you have the option to edit it out. That's an edited thing. That's not a live Red Table thing. That book was literally edited by the best editors that that publishing company could provide. And everything we read is what made the cut. There's stuff that ain't in There's chapters. There's chapters not in the Bible. You think that that memoir has everything in it? They need somebody to say, hey, man, back it up a little bit. Flag on the play, 10 mm. yards on the offense. And so what I'm getting at for this story in particular is this what you asked for, y'all. 18,000 people don't get to say, hey, man, take it back. You don't got to buy the book. You don't got to follow them on Instagram. Mind your business. Because for every one of those 18,000 people, there is literally 100 people that are like, Will, tell us more. Jada, tell us more.
0: This is him. He's showing you who he is. They're, they're different than your average couple. So,
1: so yeah, man. This is what y'all asked for. Don't get mad now that you're actually getting what you was asking for. Because when he wasn't on the internet and he was minding his business, you guys were begging for more. Now y'all begging for him to stop. Cut it out. For every one of the people who signed it up the 18,000 people that don't want more, there's another 100 people that do want it. And you can see the followers. You can see the amount of people who are, who are all over it. And really, this may be a part of the journey to, you know, for physical, mental, spiritual health for them, to, for them to be sharing like that because they don't have the people closest to them to tell them yay or nay or to guide or whatever. Like, they're their own grown people making their own grown decisions. You put it out into the court of public opinion and find out, oh, we've actually been living on the wild side. Interesting. Next story, right? This one's a little bit lighter. Actually, quite a bit lighter. There's a Kentucky hairdresser who I imagine is losing money right now because she fell asleep with her pet guinea pig in her bed and it chewed off her bangs in her sleep.
0: (laughs) Have you ever had um, any type of rodent for a pet?
1: I have not. Nor have I slept with a pet in a bed.
0: Well, I've had mice and hamsters and those motherfuckers shit. Like, they'll just... Crawl just a little bit and their shit just trailing behind them everywhere. I would never, I'm assuming the guinea pig is the same. I've never had one, but I I would never let one out loose. They just be shitting out. You're gonna have like little chocolate chips all over your bed.
1: I would just like to point out that that's like the second time since I've even known Brittany that she said the word motherfuckers. (laughs) So either she's around me because I say motherfucker a lot, like I'm almost Samuel L. Jackson. Or she woke up covered in shit, guys. No. No, there was passion behind that. Like you were talking with your hands, pointing with your nails down, tapping the table. Those motherfucking shit. You wake up and there's chocolate chips everywhere. Well, you ain't no cookie, baby. So is that what happened? You woke up with mouse poop in your bed?
0: No, that's never happened to me. I just remember having to clean their cage like every other day because it stinks because they're always shitting.
1: Okay, but who? you had a pet mouse?
0: Yeah, we had mice.
1: I've never heard of that. Other than Michael Jackson, I've never heard of a person having a pet mouse or rat.
0: When we were kids, my mom gave in. She, you, you, want a, you want a mouse? You got to clean out the cage. I'll, I'll give you what you want, but this is your responsibility. So
1: you got you a pet mouse.
0: We had a couple. I think I got a girl and my brother got a boy. Mice. And we had hella mice after that because they just be fucking all the time. So they had babies all the time. I Yes.
1: See, th- th- I don't know. I just, I could not see my Louisiana dad and Alabama mom giving me pet mice. Off the strength that if it gets out, we got mice in our house now. Like, that's not the rodent to play with. Because they're going to multiply and get under stuff. That's like having a pet roach. Like, that is, people call exterminators for mice.
0: Then You know what's. I, growing up, I didn't know about mice being an issue, like if, if your house really? isn't clean or, or like roaches. It wasn't until I was like older, maybe high school or something like that, that I, I knew of that. I just, Did you
1: have roaches?
0: No. If I didn't know about it until I was in high school.
1: <laughs> Listen, there's people in the hood that don't know roaches are bad. They're like, oh, that's just what a- they do. You know what I'm saying? We okay. turn the lights on and they scatter. Nigga, Off the that hood.
0: point, you're right, because that's how my dad grew up. Like, that should, it doesn't matter how clean your house is, being from Memphis, they're just going to be there. But I just didn't know about it, whether or not your house was clean or dirty, but I mostly just know about it just from having a dirty house that's now. That's because
1: we're in the Northwest. Yeah. Like, we we get ants. Yes, I'm saying you just look up and there's a path of ants headed straight to something just sweet
0: a drop of kool-aid on the counter and bring them out bring them out
1: It's hard to yell <laughs> with the roaches in your house, huh? that's interesting so um yeah man so i i I don't know i I think one i I've seen mice in regards to pets, but it's because they're feeding them to the snakes, so that being the actual pet is a lot. Now yeah, I have never, too? never slept with no animal in the bed with me. This is, it's a new concept to have Riley in the bed, walking around on my legs and stuff at night like that. And it's a, it's, it's interesting, um, but it's all. There's also a, a, I don't know the word. I don't know if you call it soothing. I don't know what you call it, but when he brings his little fat ass and he lays it up against <laughs> my legs and like he's trying to find warmth and he comes to me or he snuggles up under my hand like like for being pet in the bed, there is something therapeutic, I would say, yeah, to that.
0: Yeah, it's comforting. Yeah,
1: I'm like, that's my little guy.
0: Yeah, you chose me. Yeah,
1: or you get up and leave and then he stays. I'm like, okay, you.
0: I know. I'd be waiting in the door like, hello.
1: He ain't going. There's <laughs> the boys in there.
0: You, was there any word on... If this was a Caucasian hairdresser.
1: And that's why I want to play the shame game.
0: (laughs) Shame. 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 Shame.
1: (laughs) My shame game here is on the hairdresser. Lady, what do you mean you got a guinea pig in the bed with you? Where's your man? Why are you in a drunken stupor to the point that your pet can chew off your hair? You're a hairdresser. Now you can't do nobody's hair. Nobody's walking in your shop to be like, yo, can I get the, god damn. Like, <laughs> they're walking in and looking at you look chewed up. You cannot do my hair if your hair ain't right. A nappy barber is the one cutting the least amount of hair. I'll tell you that right now. We walk in a shop and we like, who's fresh? He knows what he's doing. Let's do that. We don't even think to ask that barber, hey, man, who cut your hair? We just assume you cut your own hair because you got it together. How you gonna be looking chewed up? And I saw the pictures. This this guinea pig looked like it ate a Super Mario mushroom. This this guinea pig is as big as a Pomeranian chihuahua mix. You hear me? This guinea pig is it it ain't no pig lit. This guinea pig big as shit. And it is laid up in the bed on its own pillow right next to her, cuddling. They're spooning. She the big spoon. White people. Get it together. Get regular pets. Put them in regular pet situations. You Stop laying in bed with rodents and animals and, 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 and shit, guinea pig, and things that can't control themselves. This little guinea pig ate your hairline and didn't even know it was doing it. They got a whole story. They got the hair just nibbled off. She then picked it out the bed and laid it on something. I mean, she's breaking the Internet, her and this little guinea pig, white people. Get it? Take it. I shame you. You can have unorthodox pets. I get it. But how far are you going? You got the guinea pig in the bed with you? Little Harold or whatever its name is doesn't even know what's going on. It thinks, it thinks you're a snack. And if it had bigger teeth, it would have nibbled way more than your hair off. Wake your drunk ass up and put the guinea pig in its box with a little piece of wood or something it's supposed to be chewing on. This is crazy. When I was in daycare, we had a guinea pig. The guinea pig ate its own tail off. These goddamn animals ain't balanced right. It, it, isn't a guinea pig a blend of some whole other shit together? Like, Didn't we create guinea pigs by having possums smash mice or something like that? What the hell? If you don't get this made-up-ass, alien-ass animal to hell up out your bed and get you a boot thing now you are a chewed-on, bald-headed hairstyle. That's what you get. That is what you get, and that's my shame game for this episode a chewed up hairstylist in Kentucky that then fell asleep next to a goddamn guinea pig that ate her head off.
0: You know, the fucked up thing is first of all, the guinea pig didn't even eat the hair. It just left <laughs> the evidence behind right next Man, to her. It, it
1: wasn't <laughs> about the snack. It was just teething.
0: And, and then the dress, the hairdresser is saying she did it cause she was uh, jealous.
1: The guinea pig was jealous? The gel-
0: yeah, the guinea pig was jealous, and that's why she chewed off her hair. She never did it before. I'm looking at the picture of the guinea pig. You're right. And this is a different, I don't know. It's that's a like guinea dog. A hairless one with just a little bit of hair on, on the face and feet.
1: That's a guinea dog. Do
0: guinea pigs have paws or feet? I don't They're know what they like are. They
1: look like they little hooves. I see little pig feet on there. That's Maybe that's where they get the pig name.
0: That, this... How do you not feel something crawling on your face when you're, I want to sleep that good. Just any movement in the room. Well, first of all, I'm waking up.
1: You're the lightest sleeper I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Secondly, uh, she was drunk. And I think maybe, maybe you should get drunk before you go to bed. If you sleep hard enough that a guinea pig can give you a haircut and you don't notice. And I mean, there's got to be some tugging. There's gotta be. It's right next to you. Right.
0: (laughs) Or are there some sharp ass like razor teeth that it's no. I don't know. There's
1: gotta be a lot of little guinea pig sounds close to your ears.
0: Yes. It was standing on her head. I'm sure.
1: She slept through that.
0: Goodness. Yeah.
1: So I don't know what she's on, but um, sounds like drugs. How about that? (laughs) Sounds like drugs. Sounds like drugs. In the court of in my court, if I'm the judge and we supposed to uh prosecute the guinea pig, I'd have been like, ma'am, who sleeps that hard? Sounds like drugs. The guinea pig is innocent. And he'd have been like, Thank you. Okay. So we got another story, right? And this one is um, I don't know if I would call it, you know, too exciting or whatever, but I just wanted to I just wanna shine a light on this. So Dale Chihuly, is a famous glassmaker, and he's from Tacoma, Washington, graduated at the University of Washington. He was a Husky, and I think he's one of the local artists, one of the people from our area that we take for granted. Like, how many people from Tacoma have not been to the Glass Museum? That people fly in every day, and tourists go there, and they're like, oh, my God, I want to go to Chihuly's Army. I thought Dale Chihuly passed away.
0: I... Not sure I'm familiar. Like, I'm familiar with the name, but I don't know what they look like. Are they older? So
1: if you, the Dale Chihuly? Yes. Yeah, he's an old white man. Oh, okay. But he's a glass maker. So th- this guy makes glass, he makes art with glass with his hands, and it is worth hundreds of of dollars immediately after he's finished making it. He is one of the few humans on earth that can make money with his hands. Because of what he makes is what it's what it's valued at,
0: and it's beautiful
1: oh it's it's not only is it beautiful it's it's visibly uh stunning and significant to where when you are traveling, you can see chihuly installations in international airports you can see them you can see them all all over the world, and so he has a brand new installation that's in Scottsdale, arizona uh at another famous artist's house, and so I just wanted to give him a shout out because one he's alive, and uh two. The, I mean, it is absolutely beautiful glasswork. So when you see the long tubules of different uh, fantastic colors, uh, that's I'm sorry, guys, that's our guinea pig. He's uh, <laughs> he's going ham. The reason why I had to pause for a second is because the FedEx person came up and rang the doorbell. Uh, Brittany uh, just received some flowers from... Um, our unofficial sponsor, 1-800-Flowers.com. <laughs> <laughs> they just come in a box like that?
0: You, uh, I was about to say, you ain't never got flowers before? I guess No, not.
1: I'm going to. Should I inquire as to like where they're from? You want to? Uh, yeah. You got the secret admirer? What's going on? Is this the first? Is this one of our eight listeners? They sent you some afternoon squeeze, Roses? You're about to break a nail. Hey, guys, we're doing, a, we're doing a live unboxing. We have a, what is this? A two and a half foot. Long box that is about four inches by four inches, and oh, you just have you just have a a knife. All right, so she just pulled out a pink knife, sliced the tape off. I know how to open some packages. So Um. we're we're opening. What does it say?
0: (laughs) Oh, Britt, from the bottom of my heart, I want to let me read it. Thank you for everything. You mean the world to me. The best daughter. A dad could ask for right, I cool. love you, Pops. Then I wanted me read it. I wanted the suspense. No,
1: it's not suspenseful. Suspenseful is how I thought this was gonna say. Britt, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you for everything. You mean the world to me. The best little yeah, yeah, a daddy could ask for. Ew. I love you. Poppy. I thought some little Colombian man had sent you some flowers.
0: Why Colombian?
1: Mm-hmm was just how I felt like why would they send them from 1-800-Flowers if they weren't close the only time I've used a flower sending places when I was like needing to send flowers you know to someone that's in Florida or someone like my sister I got her flowers in Raleigh North Carolina I'm not going to go to Raleigh with the flowers I would just stop at a flower shop or a Safeway florist and then grab them and come home but this is one way to do it what kind of flowers are in it is there some tropical stuff in there that's not from here
0: Who who is you sending flowers to in Florida
1: um, it was an example. I don't have a person, that was yeah, because Florida to the was the
0: first thing that came up.
1: I said Raleigh to my sister.
0: That was after you thought about it and caught yourself. You no, don't remember I remember honestly. me flowers?
1: No, I don't remember anything. I've sent flowers to chicks before, but I don't think any of them went to Florida. What your daddy sends you? Damn, Brittany,
0: they're beautiful, they're like some purple something. Oh. Peruvian lilies.
1: Peruvian lilies? Look up, Marlon. Say cheese. There you go. Now you can post that and say, hey, guys, I got this on the actual last level of blah, 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 blah.
0: Did you finish your story about the uh, glass designer?
1: I mean, kind of. The doorbell rang. (laughs) (laughs) I've lost all steam and low-key interest in the story. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I've traveled the world and I've seen Del Chihuly artwork installations in... I saw them in Japan, in Okinawa. I saw them in Tokyo. I saw them in Abu Dhabi, Bahrain, and in uh, Qatar. And this guy makes this stuff from right in Tacoma, Washington. Um, He has a new installation in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, I believe it's at Frank Lloyd House's studio and place that he lives, this world-famous location. He also has uh, installations in Venice, and he has installations in Jerusalem. So I just wanted to take a second to shout out Somebody who's from here that is doing it on a major scale on an international level who's creating, who's creating, finances with their art, like they just mold. He just mold. He takes a bunch of sand. I mean, that's what glass is—hot sand, isn't it? Obsidian.
0: If you go to the Tacoma location, I don't know if they have. A- Is it glass museums that you've seen or is it just his artwork?
1: No. So he has a glass museum here in Tacoma. Yes. But out in the world is where like they've purchased the artwork. His art pieces. And what he does with the art is he makes like bouquets out of the glass.
0: Yeah. If you go to the glass museum in Tacoma, you can actually see the art being blown there.
1: Well, not by him.
0: No, but I mean that you can see the process. Yes, though, you of can which see his how-
1: students and people who learned from him blowing glass. It's really cool. Right, so they can blow similar, but it's not Jihuly.
0: Right, but it's dope.
1: It's recognizable. So when you're out and about and you see you 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 know you start to notice it's not just it's not just a painting on the wall or some art piece in the, in a in a major five star hotel lobby somewhere. Like you're walking and you see it it pops like it's bright, vibrant colors, and it's these crazy shapes that look like tubules, and, and it almost looks like glass, uh, like, a f- like, like a fern or something. Like, it, it, it's, it's kind of, like, you guys have to take a look at it. Chihuly is C-H-I-H-U-L-Y, and see if you've seen it somewhere. See if you've noticed it in your travels or anywhere you've been, because it's not like they're all international. They are all over the United States as well. Do you recognize it? Is there a time when you were somewhere and you were like, yo, that looks dope. And now you're like, oh, snap, that's what that was.
0: Yeah. Well, just it's, know
1: all that's made by Del Chihuly, Tactown.
0: It's pretty cool. It gives us a sense of pride. Like people always talk about nothing comes out of Washington, but this is specifically Tacoma, really close to home. That's pretty cool.
1: Um, I, I had something dope that I did And um, based on the way that the industry works I didn't know when it was going to air Or if it was going to air or if I was going to be cut from an episode or not But I made the cut So I was at um, I was uh, Where was I? I was at a show Sunday night And Curb Your Enthusiasm season 11 episode 7 aired And that's the one I'm in And I didn't know which episode it was going to be. I didn't know the story arc. I didn't understand a lot about it. But now (laughs) uh, that it aired and I saw how they used that scene, it's actually super dope. So I knew I was in a scene with Larry David and Tracy Ullman, which are both legends. But I didn't know how it was going to apply to the rest of the episode. And what makes it a really dope episode is, if you're a fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm, you know Larry has things he does not like. you know he doesn't like roller roller luggage roller briefcase luggage? You know he doesn't like people who talk uh with uh food in their mouth? You know he doesn't like like there's things he does not like. Well, when I tell you Tracy Alman's character em- like she was everything she
0: embodied everything she embodied
1: everything he found repulsive. And it makes for a hilarious episode. There's so many hysterical undertones to it, if you are a fan of the show and have watched some. Now, even if you haven't, it still moves along very well because it's written genius and everything is interlaced and intertwined and it's dope how it moves along. But I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. And I also, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a little bit shocked with the amount of, uh, I don't know, adulation or whatever, the response that it's getting from the people. Because it's pretty quick. I think I'm on screen uh, a minute and a half, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure how long. No, I think it's like it's actually like 40 seconds. But you see your boy with the big dogs looking natural, holding I, it down.
0: Literally natural. Yeah,
1: natural looking natural. Hair. And that's what they wanted. They wanted me. I mean, I had my hair a little bit longer because I was still uh, keeping length on my hair for the junkyard dog roll. And uh, so all I did was just have a haircut the week before I showed up and they were like, this is this is exactly what we want. Like literally I was wearing my own clothes on HBO.
0: Is this common that when you do a show, because I mean, like you said, you were Junkyard Dog on uh, Young Rock for you to not know which episode you're going to pop up on. Like, do you not get a heads up like you're on this episode this episode it's going to air on this date because it kind of feels like you found out when people started posting and tagging you on Instagram
1: yes uh if you're I mean I'll just did a, a quick little guest star so like the, the the level of priority I am for PR or for the, the the people running the show to to let people know what episodes are when and what is coming out is pretty low on the totem pole like I'm super thankful for the opportunity I'm glad I got to uh join the Hall of Fame list of um stand-ups that have been given the nod by Larry David and the Kirby Enthusiasm show. I think it's I think it's a dope uh it's a dope it's a dope um it it's it, it's it's a dope introduction to uh, you know, that side of the game in regards to like just acting, in regards to, you know, more mainstream roles and you know being being put you know being a part of that rarefied air of people who've been on screen with somebody who's as legendary as Larry because the show went for 10 seasons and then just stopped and then they brought 11 back low-key out of nowhere so like the fandom surrounding the show is a lot like I had about 25 text messages there's tons of comments and People, people were, they're literally writing like, dude, when I saw you on screen, I jumped off my couch. Like it, it was like taking something that I expected to be in one spot and seeing it entirely somewhere else. I'm like, well, don't put me in no box. You're going to jump off your couch a lot of times, but I'm very appreciative of it.
0: Yeah. That's a good feeling to get the support from your friends and people that, you know, let them letting you know that they seen you and are proud of you. And then, um, and, and then also on their side to see a familiar face and not expect it like what the hell i know him like now like meeting the people that you know just watching tv and all of a sudden a sprite commercial comes on i'm like tell my mom I'm like hey i know him that's bt that's nice people like yeah it, shout out really to bt cool.
1: kingsley the new face of sprite
0: yeah I, it's like every other commercial was a different sprite one but he was in I was like okay i see it's really cool just to see people you know out there doing it. So
1: You know them too. But when I be sitting up here and then when the show comes on and I see friends in stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, that's the homie. Oh, my God, that's the homie. Oh, my God. Like my peers in the game, like who I came up with in Hollywood and in, in it for the last decade are working now. We're not the ones in line. We're the ones that are in front in the camera now. So it's fun to watch shows and turn it on and see people you know. Like I was watching Hawkeye. A brand new series, uh, the Marvel series that's on Disney Plus, and Clayton English is all in it. He done stole the suit and he's larping, and and everyone looks natural. Everyone looks like they've been doing it for years. And I know that's his first major, major, and it's dope to see that. Yes. It's dope to turn on, um, you know, uh, 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 the show with all the girls. I don't know the name of it, but you see Breisha Webb leading the entire show, like uh it's just awesome you know what i'm talking about the show where the the girls yeah. are always changing clothes and they were like she's always been like that they're all talking to the therapist
0: yeah i, don't I know just the name watched of the show. all of show. it and you watched it with me damn what was it called it wasn't run the world was it yeah
1: run the world okay. so show like when you turn on a new show and like and, and, and i'm watching these shows with britney and they are not my <laughs> that's not what i that's not my palette like i like i like sci-fi i like adventure i like um fast moving things that make that that i can't anticipate Action. yeah and uh britney likes a good storyline she likes you know Done It. Like, she, she loves a whodunit and she loves a gaggle of women okay she will watch 40 shows back to back same storyline as long as there's harlem a, was the same it's the same show It just <laughs> move <Girlfriends>. cities <laughs> it's run the world in another city so but it's dope to turn a show on and see up here. But I'm pretty sure it's irritating to watch TV with me. And I'm like, oh, shit, Paige Kitty. Oh, shit, oh, Alfonso. Oh, shit, there's Batch. Oh, shit. Like, you may just be not don't, we don't know him. I don't know him. You don't know him. You know what I'm
0: saying? What's annoying is that you, you won't just let a show be. You are like, that was so predictable. Oh, this is going to happen. And you're, like, clearly frustrated at, like, the – technical side of a show instead of just i'm just trying to watch it just to watch it i'm okay if it's predictable that's why i'm watching it because that's what i want to see that's the annoying part
1: okay well you should watch better shows Uh, how about that less predictable ones
0: i'm just gonna watch the shows with my mama because she liked them too she enjoyed harlem
1: cool have you seen breaking bad no thanks You see what I'm saying? Actually,
0: I might enjoy it because I watch Weeds and that's like about drugs.
1: Did you watch Orange is the New Black? Yeah. So you you saw Weeds? Do you know the connotation between the two shows?
0: What? Which two shows?
1: Weeds and Orange is the New Black. No. So the creator of Weeds uh, either is or had a lot to do with creating Orange is the New Black. And so on Weeds, when the main character went to jail and they had like a run of episodes, I think it was a three episode arc where she was in like lady prison. That was like, we should do a whole nother show about Lady Prison. Boom. Orange is the New Black.
0: But Orange is the New Black is based off a, a real woman.
1: Yeah, but I'm telling you how.
0: So, th- so, okay. So then they were like, let's go find it. And then they found yeah. the girl. And I didn't know kind of that. Mm-hmm. Hmm, fun fact.
1: Super fun fact. And Breaking Bad, I think I can definitively say is either the top show or it's maybe one of two. Sopranos is, is, is also going for developing the characters to the point that you see the good and the bad people and you see the bad and the good people. Uh-huh. Most shows don't do that. They I just, just
0: hate them because they're bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just, oh, it's just so bad. Uh-huh. The bad guys are always doing bad stuff.
0: I've always heard really good things about those two shows. I'm not opposed to. I just feel like I heard about it too late in the game. It's like. But Eight you have this thing in. where you're
1: like, if everyone else likes it, I'm cool.
0: Yeah, especially Game of Thrones. I'm like, yeah, I never want to watch that.
1: You haven't seen Game of Thrones either?
0: No. I'll watch Breaking Bad before I watch Game of Thrones. All
1: right, guys. You see what I'm, work- I'm working with here. You see what I'm talking about. You get it. You should watch them.
0: Nah, no, I really am just not interested in Other thing Game I want to know,
1: I want you guys to, like, can you just DM us, hit us up, let us know. Like, have you, Are you guys watching these shows? All Are you guys just Game into the Thrones. girly ones that you feel like you could be one of the actresses in? Is that what you're doing? I just Maybe that's know.
0: what it is. It's absolutely.
1: Just four different versions of you on the screen arguing and sassing each other up. You're it's because like, I
0: don't have good. that. So this it's like good. supplementing my life. Like, all oh, my friends moved away. Okay. Well,
1: away is how far?
0: But it's not like, oh, girl, let's meet up for happy hour once we get off. I can't do that.
1: That's true. You can't.
0: I but mean, you- I can with... You know, the couple friends I have here. That's true.
1: But you could also be like, hey, I'm going to be there in a month and let's just hang out for a whole last weekend. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So um, it's a small world. That's a real thing. I but that's not I what get, the show the is. The I show travel, is all the girls like in it's a small world. Well, that's why I was so irritated with the show. One of the main story arcs is a guy is going to Paris. It's like a six hour flight from where they were at. Just go or stay together and visit. Like, I just didn't understand how it was such a catalyst in their lives and it ripped them apart and all that because she wanted to stay on the same little block that she was born. To me, that was corny.
0: I feel like New York people get painted that way a lot. And I don't know if that's the... Well, I feel like it's not like that because one of my best friends from New York, just like New York people are just... They want to be New York. They're always going to be there. Their roots are there. That's all they know. And that's... They're okay with just knowing that.
1: that. Well, 90% of all... Humans live within two hours of where they were born. Mm-hmm. As adults, no it's matter true. where they've gone or moved or whatever, they're back to what they know. Yeah. So that was what I wanted to say in regards to um in regards to "Curb Your Enthusiasm." So if you guys get a chance, or if you have the HBO or HBO Max, or you have HBO subscription, any one of them, and you want to pull up "Curb Your Enthusiasm" and see your boy on on the on the old little screen there. Pull up season 11, which is a brand new season, and go to episode 7. Boom.
0: Well, before we get out of here, I wanted to insert my shame game. Shame. 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 So, per my normal weekend activity, I indulge in quite a bit of screen time, scrolling through all my socials. Uh, most of the time, it can be incredibly entertaining, especially TikTok is where I spent most of my time. Um, and my For You page just had gem after gem, but it went from cute and fun to just sad. cause Mainly because people are just fucking mean. Like, for example, there was a a young lady, maybe her early 20s, who was documenting her kitchen transformation. Mm -hmm. It was like a two-parter. She called it, uh, or like the title on it was Remodeling My Kitchen for Under $30. And it appeared that it was probably like a rental. And it was super obvious that the point of it was to show people a budget-friendly transformation, um, and so what she did was use marble contact paper on her countertops, which if you watch transformation videos a lot, it's common. And then she had wood grain contact paper that she put on the cabinets, which were hideous looking, um, and it totally changed the vibe. And I thought that it was really cute. So I'm, I go to the comment section to tell her that she did a great job. I always leave a comment or like it at least, and. I'm just seeing negative comment after negative comment. People are making rude comments. Like it looks like you only spent $30. You should have spent 90 or they're like critiquing the fact that she should have used co- uh, paint instead of contact paper, or they were mad because she did her contact paper on the cabinets in different directions. Like the top was up. The bottom was sideways. <laughs> and it was like, what the fuck? How about you guys just, Give her some props for all the work that she did because I know it took a long time to do the entire kitchen. Or, since you're so pressed about it, give her $90 if you want her to spend more money on it. it. She was proud of it. This is her kitchen, may have been like her first home, and she wanted to share it on TikTok. Why can't people just be happy for her? And that just this is what really got me going and realizing like how negative people have been so lately. Like, what is so fulfilling? about being a mean bitch. Another thing that really annoyed me, uh, which kind of opened my eyes after this, is how people have been getting about the Spotify rap shit. Did Did you look at your Spotify Wrapped? I did. It's cute, right? Yeah. So at the end of the year, if you guys don't know or you don't use Spotify, they provide a personalized recap for each of its users. I think Apple might do it too, but for some reason, Spotify users are the ones that get hated on for sharing their shit. Um, and, I mean, we think it's cute. I, I put it on my social media when I, I get my Spotify wrapped, and I don't know why this irritates people so much. It's, like, fun. It, it was a highlight of my morning, just watching my entire year's soundtrack to all of the different songs that I liked throughout the year. I don't know why this pisses people so so much. Like, you can skip a story much easier than going out of your way to create an entire meme and complain about how nobody cares about our Spotify wrapped. How is this any different than people posting their weight loss journey or getting a new job or having a new baby? Yes, most people may not care, but we did, and that's why we shared it. Basically, if you can't afford a Spotify subscription, just say that. So basically, I mean, the negativity just seems to be infectious. Many people are struggling through the seasons, and – Those that are lucky enough to shake the funk for the holidays may be looking forward to the movies or the Starbucks drinks, the decorating, like pumpkin spice latte. Why is there like a big protest about us wanting to have pumpkin spice in August? What the fuck? So like I'm asking, like, why is there a problem? So what if it's early? So what if it's cheesy? If it's bringing joy to somebody, let them have that. And if we want to share it on Instagram, why do you have to be a Grinch and down somebody's effort to being happy during this season of joy? It's one thing to think about it, but to make the effort to go out of your way to leave mean comments and think that you're funny about it, that's completely different. So I just, I mean, at the end of it, I just want to say like, there's a famous Pinterest meme that says, in a world where you say you can be anything, be kind. And it costs nothing to just shut up. We were all raised with the same values and morals that if we don't have something nice to say, then don't say anything at all. And so my shame is to all the uppity, bougie-ass, miserable Grinches out there. Instead of going out your way to be mean, I want to challenge everybody just to be kind. If you have the urge to be a Grinch and and leave a stink-ass comment, just scroll or Leave a nice comment or a cute little emoji. Just like the post. It's honestly refreshing just to be nice. And it, it makes the other person uh, on the other side of the not- notification feel good. And you might feel better for being nice. Uh, being positive can be just as infectious as being negative.
1: You ain't lying. And that's why, that's why this is my little yeah-yeah. Because she's so positive. She's so positive to the, to the point that she be playing devil's advocate and taking up for people that don't even be getting taken up for sometimes because she's hearing a story and she's like, why would you say that? Why would you do that? Be sweet. Be kind. And I think it's dope that she is. I think she's sweet and kind to everybody. And that's today's episode, you guys. I want you all to make sure that you listen, share, comment, like, subscribe to the show. Our 8 is going to grow to 16. Our 16 is going to grow to 32. Our 32 is going to grow to 64. And as we get better at this, as we find our groove, as we handle our technical little difficulties and uh sort out um you know deliveries and things like that coming and the location that we record at this is going to be a really good thing i think you guys can look forward to getting more episodes of this weekly i'm enjoying this i think riley's enjoying this i think britney's enjoying this i appreciate you guys for listening please don't go to sleep with a rodent in your
0: bed Uh, Doodles.